Garden podcast. I'm Michelle from Michelle R. Price Lightworker. And normally I'm with Rebecca, but uh, she has a little bit on this week. So it's just going to be me. So welcome. Um, if you haven't heard us before, um, you can email us at livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook under Living Enlightened if you are wanting any more information. Um, so as I said, Rebecca isn't here today, so it'll just be myself sort of running through. Um, I'll get into the theme in a moment. Actually, no, I will talk about it now. Um, look, we are talking today about death and dying. Now that may sound a little uh, serious, a little dark, um, but uh, it is relevant and it is something that's been coming up during some of my readings. And I know that many parents would have experienced this with their kids and many adults who are listening to this will have experienced this as a child themselves where we sort of start to really question that. So we will be considering that today. Um, in terms of, I guess, what I've been getting up to and trying and, you know, different things and putting myself out of the comfort zone, we like to sort of discuss that each week as well. And um, I guess, you know, I've just been really trying to catch up a little bit. I mean, I'm very busy. I'm booked about three weeks in advance at the moment. So I've just been trying to maybe schedule in little breaks for myself, uh, give myself a little bit of time. I actually have um, some days where I'm just teaching Reiki, which is a kind of a break um, because I'm not sort of having to, um, you know, do readings, which does require a lot of energy as well. Um, but I'm also trying to get finished on a course that I'm putting together. So I'm putting a course together, which will be kind of documentary style uh, and finishing editing my book, which will be coming out uh, hopefully later this year. So um, there's some of the things that I have been up to and I really look forward to Beck coming back in next time that we connect. Now, the reason I come up with this particular episode is because I actually met a couple of, um, well, I met the mother first. I didn't meet the kids straight away, but I met a mum who was quite concerned because her son had actually had a dream um, that he was being stabbed to death and it was quite close to where they live at the moment. And uh, so she came to me for a reading and I sort of confirmed a lot of the details that um, the young man had seen in a dream. And then I've now read for him as well. So what I wanted to sort of say, I guess, getting into this is that a, that's quite heavy and quite a big thing for a young man to see and for his mum to have to deal with. But the whole family is pretty gifted. They all sort of have um, dreams and premonitions and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, the fact that I was able to see all of that and sort of confirm those details was pretty awesome for the family because it sort of shows, okay, well, there's something going on here. But also if spirit, I believe, if spirit shows you this particular thing happening, that's an opportunity for you to make some changes and to do a few things differently. I did have a strong feeling with that boy that he was very heavily protected by angelic, you know, light beings and uh, probably past over loved ones. But I just feel like he's got a purpose to serve and he needs to be here. So when I did meet with him, I sort of shared all of that information with him. I don't feel like we want to curl up in a fetal position uh, necessarily. You know, I do think he'll have to make some changes um, to what he's doing at the moment. But um, one of the recommendations I made was to give him the devices back so he could stay indoors at night and hopefully avoid that, um, that particular situation. It's in less than a year's time that that was predicted. So when we do get shown things, sometimes, as I said, that is that second chance. And I was talking to someone the other day um, who is starting a retreat in Vanuatu and he was talking about this particular drug that's very good in treating some forms of cancer and other conditions. And he met a gentleman who had cancer. He was also an alcoholic. And this guy was given basically a second chance at life. Um, and my client, as someone later read for my client, was sort of saying, you know, um, take this drug and all that. Uh, and he did, and he was cured, like he didn't have cancer anymore. But in the end, he actually died. I think it was liver or kidney or something, but he was an alcoholic and he didn't give up the alcohol. So he was given a second chance, but he um, he didn't take it. 
And that's what ended up happening was he ended up sort of passing. So the other thing that I wanted to mention here was that that young man I mentioned um, earlier with the premonitions is his sister has been struggling a lot with death and dying. And that's the other reason I chose this particular subject because with that cancer example I just used, her mom uh, had lost a family friend or a close friend uh, four years ago from cancer. And the girl, which is the boy's sister, really struggled with that. She became basically a hermit, didn't want to leave the house. And that was four years ago. And she's still sort of really struggling with all of that. So I feel after having that conversation that, you know, we need to talk about this. And it's something that I went through as a kid too. Um, I did raise that issue with the mother. I didn't raise it with the girl straight away because it was coming up a lot, death and dying. Um, so I waited for her to go home. I sent mum a message and mum confirmed, yep, this is what happened and this is why basically I came to see you. So it was really good confirmation for me and the mum to hear that because um, then we both know that we're on the right track here. So that was uh, really good confirmation. So um, the next point that I guess I wanted to make was, um, you know, that growing up, I did go through that phase where I was really terrified of dying. Um, it was really weird. It was almost like all of a sudden it just, boom, just hit me out of the blue. And all of a sudden I was like terrified of death. Before that, I had been really keen to go back up to the galaxy. I kept pointing at the stars and I remembered that being home. And I really recall vividly cracking it because I was like, I can't believe I don't get to go back up there and I've got to stay in this 3D world. I really remember that like it happened yesterday. And I remember looking at my body just going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this body, this thing I've got to carry around with me, this big meat suit. Um, so that was quite uh, paralyzing and upsetting for me. But after that, then came that fear of death. So it was really strange. Like the thought of uh, dying was just terrifying to me. So when I sort of raised that with my parents, uh, dad actually bought me a book and it was about a canary, I think. Um, and I think the little bird flew into a window of a home and a little boy lived in the home. He sort of saw the little bird hit the window and then raced outside, picked him up and kind of tried to take care of him and revive him. But the little bird was too sick and he died and went to heaven. And I remember reading that book over and over and over. It was very simple. It wasn't a lot of pages, very colorful illustrations. And eventually I managed to come to terms with the fact that we all die. So when I got the book out, I felt better. So if I ever felt like I was getting really worried about it or um, anxious, I would actually pull the little book out and it would make me immediately feel better. So I think this is a good one with the canary because it helps with losing animals because that's generally what a lot of um, young people will lose first, um, animals and or grandparents or, you know, older relatives. Um, and, you know, and the other thing is, you know, do you replace those little pets? You know, if you lose a goldfish, do you replace it? I remember seeing that on an episode of the Kardashians where they um, had the little goldfish for Mason, which is um, Courtney's kid, and they actually started replacing the fish. And then in the end, they gave up because they just kept uh, losing them. So Becca had a point to make here as well. So I might um, pop that in just to sort of break it up a bit from myself. But um, Becca was saying that as a kid, um, she might've been around the age of four, that she had this anxiety about things she didn't know about. She said that she remembered being taken to a dam that people would boat and swim in. And his stepdad actually taught her to swim and would take her out in the water. Um, now he was a tall man, she was saying. So he'd take her out into the water and the level would be at his bottom lip. So she was actually terrified. So she'd cling on and um, fight just to hold on. Eventually he'd pry her off and in the water she'd go. So she'd have a little swim around. And she said that all she could remember was uh, cloudy water, not being able to see, to grab anything or not being able to stand up to get air. And she thought at the time that she wouldn't see her mum again. So she actually had a real fear of actually dying in that moment. Um, but she had no concept of what it was to die. So she wasn't afraid of dying. She was just afraid of not being able to do what she would normally do which is uh, stand on the ground, hold on to something. 
Um, so I think that when she started being afraid of the dark as well, she thinks that was around the same time um, because, again, in the dark she couldn't see to grab anything and the darkness was quite overwhelming for her. So Rebecca was to- talking a bit about anxiety sort of kicking in from that point, uh, not being able to sort of touch or grab onto anything. Um so the next point that I guess I wanted to make here is um, I was thinking about Kurt Cobain, uh, who was in Nirvana, and I was thinking about, you know, the copycats um, after that, because I remember Kurt um, took his own life and then there was a bunch of kids, you know, who didn't kind of realise that he couldn't come back from death and it was sort of permanent. And I thought, gee whiz, you know, that's um, that's really important to spread the word, you know, to let young people know this is permanent. You can't come back from this, you know, accidental, you know, accidents happen. Um, but yeah, really, really important um, to spread that message to your children. Um, and I remember hearing about a little boy um, in Bundaberg, when I lived in Bundaberg, he actually took his own life because his girlfriend dumped him. And I just feel like a lot of the time that they don't intend for that to be permanent. I don't feel like they intend for that to be the last thing they're ever going to do. But unfortunately, um, a lot of them just don't realize, as I said, that that is the end. You know, you can't come back from that. And, um, you know, that's really, really serious, especially when you um, hear about those little kids. I don't know if you remember those little kids that killed the little boy, abducted him from a shopping center in the United Kingdom and then took him to a train line and killed him. And then one of the little boys was, you know, crying his heart out saying, I didn't realize he couldn't come back. I didn't realize that was going to be permanent. So I guess it's about communicating because in the Western world, we don't really talk about it. Eastern society, they do, you know, discuss death. It's a very public thing. But in the Western world, we don't really do that. Um, a while ago, I actually read for a couple of kids um, who lost their dad in um, terrible circumstances. He was shot while he was driving in his vehicle. And, you know, it can be hard to explain mediumship to kids. Um, so the little girls actually came in expecting to see their dad in the room because uh, mum had told them that I was going to be, me, was going to be speaking to daddy for them. So they sort of walked in thinking, oh, he's going to be there. Where is he? And he was communicating to me. And they were standing there looking at me, looking at the wall that I was looking at, sort of wondering where he was. Um, he was a really beautiful guy and mum had actually suggested bringing an object for me to use to help me connect. So that's psychometry. And I'd actually forgotten about that on the day of the reading until her partner in spirit came in and he asked about the objects that she brought with her and said, you know, can you ask her about them? So I sort of um, asked her and she said, oh yeah, they're right there. And she pointed to a couple of teddies that were sitting on the table. I actually thought they belonged to her daughters. Um, but yeah, they're actually the objects and they did belong to her daughters, but they were the objects. So I was a bit surprised with that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I grabbed them and had a look. And uh, mum actually explained the teddies being with her partner until he died. So they had um, his energy on them. So the girls now will be able to carry those around with them and uh, get a bit of comfort. They sleep with them. They took them pretty much everywhere. Um, so it was a really good comfort for them. So, you know, when you have those objects, you know, dealing with grief and things like that, when you have those objects that belong to that person, that actually helps you, you know, because you kind of feel their energy a little bit. And um, I actually had a guy do uh, Reiki with me and he um, is an Italian guy. He lost a lot of family to COVID and he actually had a little um, toy called Mousy and he would carry a little Mousy around with him everywhere. And that reminded him of the family members that he actually lost and was very comforting for him. Uh, one day little Mousy will maybe, um, you know, wear out <laughs> because he does take him everywhere. But hopefully that's, um, you know, going to give him a lot of comfort until then. Um, so a couple of recommendations or inspiration for this week. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because it's just me um, as opposed to me and Beth. But um, there are some fantastic kids books around out there which explain grief and loss to young people and suggest coping mechanisms for them as well. So assisting, I guess, with the ability to accept the loss over time. 
Um, I've included a list of the top 25. So that'll be in our show notes this week. And that's as judged by the Huff Post. Um, so one was, number one was the invisible string, um, which actually helps kids cope with difficult emotions such as loss and anxiety, which is kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, number two is after his friend Skittle Squirrel dies in an accident, the title character copes with his loss and learns to share and appreciate memories of their times together. Um, the third one, top uh, three, is I Miss You, A First Look at Death. And um, that one um, is the first installment in their first look at. So it's a series of first look at. So one of the ones that they address is death. Um, and that's written by a psychotherapist, Pat Thomas, and it actually helps kids understand death and feelings of loss. So all of these things are really powerful. And I think, you know, we can't shy away from it. As I said, the Western world doesn't really deal with this sort of stuff um, as well as the Eastern world. And maybe we just need to put it out there a bit more, make it, you know, put it on the table. People need to do their wills. You know, a lot of people don't even like to do that in this Western world. So, um, you know, something to think about this week. Um, if you have any thoughts, uh, livingenlightened33 at gmail.com, uh, livingenlightened on Facebook. Um, or Podbean, you can actually send us a message as well if you've got any ideas about what you'd like Becca and I to talk about. And I know that Becca will be back next week, um, bright and happy, and uh, we'll be able to have another chat then. Next episode, though, uh, we're planning to talk to an astrologer about the crazy energy around in 2022. There's a lot of planets in alignment at the moment. This is recorded a bit ahead of time, but a lot of planets in alignment. We've got Mercury in retrograde, which can have crazy effects. So keep an eye on the night sky, and we'll be bringing that episode to you next week. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you.